Greetings, everyone. Lynn Gilliland here, Lessons from Leaders. I'm here with Fiona McCauley, who is just one of my favorite leaders in the world. Um, the things that you've done, Fiona, in your life so far, I admire. And let me tell everybody what you're doing right now, which is Fiona is the CEO and the founder of Wild Network, um, which is a uh, just a fabulous organization that brings together women leaders and young women leaders and up and coming women leaders. Uh, and I have found that work, Fiona, to be so inspiring. She is also a columnist for Inc. And she is also a professor at Georgetown and she does other things, but those all, those are only things we're going to mention right now, just to keep moving. So welcome Fiona. Thank you. I've always wanted to be on your podcast, and this is a real delight for me. Thank you. And just to start out with Fiona, why don't you um, tell us what you are trying to create these days? The WILD Network is the Women Innovators and Leaders Development Network. And top of mind is advancing women's leadership, as well as equity, diversity, and inclusion in the global development sector. So this is supporting great leaders at all stages of their career to be even greater and to support strong organizations to be even stronger. And that's really our mantra is assuming for-profits, not-for-profits, academic institutions, consultants, government, donors, all of these actors working, to, working on some of the most important issues in the world that make up what we call the global development and humanitarian sectors. That if we could all be 10% more effective in our work, just think about what an even greater impact we could be having on issues around climate change, climate resistant agriculture, creating economic opportunities for everybody, um, ensuring quality education, education that leads to jobs. So this is what really drives me um, at the moment. And um, manifesting that through the Wild Network's um, movement to advance women's leadership in the global development sector. I love that. And I love the imagining 10%, like just 10%, imagine what that might look like. And one of the things that I wonder about you um, is what makes you think you can? Like you had this idea for the Wild network and then you manifested it and you've also manifested your own organization your own company prior to this like what is it Fiona that thinks that you can you can do these things why why I mean how yeah well I feel like I'm so lucky to have this belief I am a serial social innovator this is my third you know company um the first I uh founded and sold. And the second one was a global knowledge management initiative, which I, you know, had a huge impact in the youth economic development sector and I passed on. And now I feel like, you know, wild in conjunction with many, many incredible people and committed partners and individuals, as they were also having a quite a significant ripple effect in the global development sector, shining a light on these issues around advancing women's leadership, about strong leadership for everybody, and on building cultures of inclusive leadership. And, you know, I feel like I sort of came out of the womb that way. I, I feel like I came out of the womb feeling like that I had the ability to make change. And I'm very grateful for that. 
you know, a lot of those characteristics overlap with the characteristics that we typically associate with being entrepreneurial. And while there's no hard and fast statistic, generally it's sort of assume that about 10% of the population is inherently entrepreneurial, meaning comfortable taking risk, comfortable kind of generating an idea and then building support and momentum behind it, um, envisioning the world in a different way, in a way that we want it, that it isn't currently. And, you know, I feel lucky. Like I got, I got that DNA. Um, so you're right. I, I do think I am, I, I, if I have an idea that I feel like is important, I feel like I can make it happen. I think also so, so key to everything I've done is I don't think that's limited to me. I think everybody, and I mean everybody, is capable of incredible things, period. And sometimes to support people to accomplish those incredible things they have in them, they need an opportunity. They need an opening. They need a, a moment of support. They need startup financing. So, but I do believe everyone is capable of incredible things. And that kind of circles back to the 10%, like freeing up people so that they can do their incredible things, either freeing them up from external obstacles and also freeing their internal barriers that they make. So it's, it's all about making the way so people can do their incredible things. Is that absolutely it? Yeah. Yeah. You got it, Lynn, because I think that, you know, social innovation is a mindset and a skill set. So I love that you just brought those two things up. So, you know, as a mindset, you know, sometimes it can be critical and I benefit from this as well. Someone just saying, that's a great idea. You should go for it. Or someone saying, great idea. How can I help? Mm -hmm. Or great idea. I've got a contact for you. Um, so definitely the mindset of like, I can do this is so critical. And then the reality is also the skill set. So, you know, being able to write a compelling e email, being able to either, you know, lead a team, um, some of these day-to-day -day management skills, um, being able to identify someone or be the one who's sort of behind effective communications, negotiation, all of these skill sets can be learned. And I want to emphasize not only those, um, let's call them like the hard skill sets, but also those soft skill or behavioral skill sets can can also be learned. And, you know, like, like any muscle, it's often a question of sort of like working it out and um, having a coach or trainer who could support you with those new behaviors. Um, all of the great change makers, all the great entrepreneurs out there, all of the great leaders out there have learned behaviors in order to make them great leaders so these these are learnable skills these are teachable skills um and here you know often it's the opportunity to obtain those skills that i think is so critical and can help us all to be you know at least 10 percent more effective on what we're doing so while you were came out of the womb with this um these attributes of yeah i think it i i'll do it you there's you had to learn things along the way you didn't execute perfectionally perfectionally from the i just underline that for everyone or for myself <laughs> you know you didn't like never make mistakes or get scared or fall on your face or there's always a learning for you right always and i love that you just brought that up because i am also a recovering perfectionist and i would say 
um, that one of the great lessons I have learned over time is to let go of that sense of perfection because perfectionism is not actually about quality. It's about finding ways to delay moving forward. Mm. And so, you know, quality is an excuse for that if you want. But I say that because I want to be really clear with folks about what perfectionism as someone who, who really deeply acquainted uh, with the trials and tribulations of being a perfectionist. Um, and I think this does connect to the mindset piece because I have been fortunate over my career to be able to really like move forward, move forward with a lot of other partners in making important uh, change in the global development sector. Um, standing on the shoulders of others, inviting others to stand on my shoulders, you know, working in great partnership. Um, but that ability to just move forward um, is I have, you know, at times kind of been blocked or taken a lot longer to do things than I should have because um, ultimately of being, things being rooted in fear, like fear of what will people think? Mm. What if this is not successful? And what if I go about it the wrong way? Um, and so I think what has been so helpful to me in this most recent chapter with Wild is that I have asked for help in ways that I never asked for help earlier in my career. And it's a little bit ironic because here I am now, you know, 20 years into working in the global development sector, 20 years into being a social innovator, third company. And so I know so much more now than when I started my first uh, social enterprise at 26. But here I am asking for help much more confidently and openly, you know, than I did 20 years ago. And so that has been a real lesson for me is to let go of the perfectionism, trust in others, feel comfortable, you know, making all kinds of mistakes along the way, but sticking to my values of doing right by people, being kind of focused on the mission, um, making those little mistakes is going to be inevitable. But ultimately, we're going to be so much more successful, have so much more impact, and so much more enjoy the ride if we can strategically be asking for help. I think that is so important. And I love that you mentioned it. Um, and there's so much tied in and asking for help. Like uh, I can make up the story that you're not going to think that I know everything I should know if I'm asking you for help, for instance. Um, and especially uh, women a lot, we we're struggle with not, um, not, not thinking we know enough or have enough yet or ever. Um, and I just want to say one more thing about that. My coach told me, bless her heart, many years ago, always ask for three times more help than you think that you need. <laughs> I, I love that. Do you mind if I borrow that? Can I borrow that and apply that? You know, and let me say her name. Her name is Kat Karras, so she gets credit. And so I And I use that because uh, there's something about only asking for exactly how much I need. I don't know where that comes from, but instead, when you ask for three times more help, it's like so expansive and you bring in partners, don't you? You bring in people, allow people to partner with you and collaborate when you ask for help. Oh, a hundred percent. And Lynn, I would love to share the story with you. When, when I first had the idea of the having a women in global development leadership forum, I called up five women, CEOs, managing directors of other global development organizations to ask them for their feedback and to ask them for their help. A hundred percent of them said, great idea. You should go for it. Here's how I can help. Here's a door I can open for you. How can I help? 
And I will always be grateful for those women because this initiative, this, this initiative to advance women's leadership and EDI in the global development sector was the fastest I have ever gotten off the ground and had the most impact and ripple effect the quickest. And 100% that was because I asked for help at the outset. And 100% that is because the women who I first approached all said yes and kind of gave me that shot in the arm to do it. So I'll always be grateful to them. And I want to highlight that on your podcast because so many of us, I'm sure listening, we are asking for help. Maybe we need to ask for it three times more than we're asking for, Lynn. I'm taking that away from you today. We're, I'm sure we're also being asked for help. And it's a reminder mm. that us offering help to others, from us giving people permission for saying, you got this, go for it, how can I help? That allows us to amplify the kind of impact that we're having simply by helping to unleash others' potential you know, and faster, quicker, better. Thank you for that. And thank you for the other side, you know, being asked for help and asking for help. Thank you for underlining that. And I also wanted to circle back to, um, you know, everybody's capable of doing incredible things. What you have told me is I see you and you and you as being able to do incredible things. Like you see it in each person or this is the story I make up anyway, Fiona, that you see that, you see that the person in front of you, that you believe that you have no doubt that this person in front of you is capable of incredible things. And it's not a, like a theory, like all in general, like this is a, a, a energetically, I don't know how else to say that you, that's the way you see the world, right? Am I, is that? Yes, is yes, that, I, be, I believe that. I, I believe that. Just about everybody in front of me, I, I believe that. And the reason I wanted to underline it for everyone is that for me too, is that it's it's us. It is us. We're, it's not the other person that maybe it's us. We are all capable of incredible things, um, whether we see it in ourselves or not. Yes. A hundred percent, hundred percent. And so maybe I can just build on that and share that if you know you have an incredible thing inside you mm. and you are, you having self-doubt, you're not sure how to move forward, you're worried what people will think, you're worried about failing, which is all totally normal, as we have said. I think my number one suggestion is to go out and tell a couple of people about it and ask you know, and, and just kind of put it out there. And, and if you'll allow me, I'll also share, you know, earlier in my career, I had this idea for helping the organizations who worked in youth economic development be networked with each other to speed up the pace at which best practices were circulating. And I really just sat on this idea for four years, mm. and not just in my own mind, I would basically go about muttering how about how this forum needed to happen because there was the quality of work being conducted was not as high as it could be. There were so many people who could benefit from learning from others, you know, why were the donors not coordinated and so on. And it took me being in a uh, women's pitch competition, a women entrepreneur pitch competition, where I was in that competition and I kind of pitched that idea. And somebody said to me, why aren't you doing that? 
And, you know, and I said, well, like, I feel like maybe USAID or the World Bank or like a big global development, well-resourced, well-known organization should be doing this. And they were like, but they are not doing it. And for four years, you have been muttering about how it needs to be done. Like, what do you need to do it? I need to write a job description for a conference manager. Okay, go do that. And I went and did it. And then that launched a decade of working on that issue of advancing youth economic opportunities. And in the process of that, working with incredible co-conspirators and fellow allies and actors, we really changed the pace at which and the which organizations were adopting best practices to do youth economic development work, therefore ensuring that the millions of dollars going into that sector were being better spent and that millions more youth were being helped more faster. And, you know, all that happened because somebody said to me, you know, what is the first step you need to take? And that first step was a job description. So we have these bold and ambitious plans and visions and achieving that great vision is comprised of many small steps. So if you know you have it in you, and I know you do, and you need help with those first small steps, you know, go out there, ask three times the number of people you, th- you think you need to ask for help. And I would say, go, go do it. Go do your incredible thing. And, and thank you for that story. I, I thank you for showing that trajectory. And the other bit was if you're waiting for somebody else to do it, it's, it's your idea. It's, you're supposed to do it. It's your idea. Go. So it's easy to say, though, isn't it? Yes, easy to say, hard to do, hard to do when you're the catalyst and you feel like you have a big, bold vision. I do think that you know, but, and I love the themes that are really coming up in this discussion line, right? But like the asking for help, right. breaking the big old vision down to small steps. You don't even need to know all the small steps. You just need to know the first few small steps because being out there talking to co-conspirators, talking to potential partners, you know, talking to customers, talking to donors, whatever your business model is, you will pick up so many important signals and so much intel. And, you know, that's what we teach in our entrepreneurship courses at, you know, the world's best universities and startup incubators is to kind of, you know, get out of your home office, get out of your office, go and talk to the customer, go and talk to the stakeholders. And that's where your idea will be evolved and transform. And that's why you'll find your partners. But I know it's scary as anything to put some of these big, bold ideas out into the world. But you, you got to put them out there so that they can evolve and, tra- evolve and transform and you got to put them out there so you can really make it happen. There's so much there. Um, and I, I'm envisioning people right now, some people are going to go, no, they know what their ideas are, right? They know the little idea, the little idea that I know the idea they've been carrying around in them. And so we're talking to you. <laughs> All you people, Fiona and I want you to put your ideas out there and go for it. We want to see them. We're waiting. We're waiting, aren't we, Fiona? We are waiting. And if you need someone to say, that's a great idea, go for it, or maybe offer a small piece of advice, you're welcome to connect with me on LinkedIn. I will be that person who says, yeah, go for it. Because I know how much that has helped me in the past. 
And I'll say having Lynn in your corner is a great idea too. I, I was going to say you can also LinkedIn me. Um, I, I, yes, I'm with you, Fiona. I want every, I know, I don't want people to leave this earth without having put their, I think of it as a puzzle and everybody has their piece and we're waiting for them to put your piece in the puzzle so we can complete the picture. So please, you know, put your piece in. We're waiting for you. I love that visual, Lynn. So powerful. Thank you. So Fiona, any, any other final thoughts, words? You know, if this kind of discussion, if these themes that we're talking about, these takeaways resonate with you, we have a big tent over here at the Wild Network. We've got the Women in Global Development Leadership Forum coming up in May. It'll be virtual, available everywhere. There'll also be a live in DC component, May 2022. That's my plug. And you can find out more at thewildnetwork.org. Come be incredible with us. Come be incredible. Come um, help us help raise your boat too, or help raise other boats. So thank you, Fiona, so much. This was, um, I enjoyed it and I would like to continue this conversation. So we'll visit this again. Thank you. Thanks, Lynn. I welcome that. You've made my day. Take care. Bye.